0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Self-Made Mastery. I am your host, Adrian Finch, and this is episode number 90, three insanely simple ways to bounce back from a setback. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Self-Made Mastery podcast, your ultimate guide to total transformation. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create and live their dream life. And the best part is, you only need one thing to start, your mind. So join me here every Wednesday on this transformative journey to master your mindset and unlock your greatest potential. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Self-Made Mastery, and my name is Adrian Finch. I am your host. And once again, as always, thank you so much for being here, for listening to this show, for committing, to the wonderful journey of mastering your mindset and transforming your life. Be sure to subscribe if you aren't. And yeah, let's just get into it. Today's episode is a little bit different. I really just wanted to get raw and candid with you guys about a bit of a revelation that I had last week. I've gotten so much feedback in the past that sharing things I've personally dealt with and kind of the techniques that have worked for me has resonated a lot with some people. So when this happened, I immediately knew that I should come on and talk about it. I always want to be authentic and real. So if something big happens in my life or in my business, I definitely want to share it because there are almost always takeaways and lessons that you guys can learn from my mistakes, right? Like, Maybe you can not make the same mistakes that I do. Or either way, I just really love to share kind of real life examples of growth that I experienced. So this episode is a bit of a stream of consciousness and then we will still have a regular episode on Wednesday, but I'm actually really excited for this one. So if you listen to my first episode back, once I kind of got the show going again, I basically updated everyone on a lot of the things I was going through the past year and a half, like physically and mentally. Um, while the show was on hiatus, I had vocal cord damage and all these other random health issues. But what affected me even more was that truly for the first time in my life, I just didn't feel that mentally stable. It was the weirdest thing. I know people go through rough patches all the time in life, right? Like, not every day is perfect. You go through funks. And obviously, I'm no different than anyone else. I'm a human. But I don't know. This all just felt extremely different. I truly hadn't had, like, a funk that has lasted that long ever in my life. And everything just felt kind of out of control. Even though I'm a human and I experience things, I did feel, like, you know, a very stable mentally you know okay person like that's just always how i've been and who i was and that's part of why i do this show i want to help other people kind of embody that same feeling of just mental stability and able to overcome challenges and just feeling really mentally strong and capable so obviously i was going through this funk and and it was weird because for the first time in my life i just did not understand what was happening and you know i won't get too much into it because i already did in a previous episode but just for some context, you know, I felt like, I literally felt like I was moving through molasses. Everything felt foggy and slow, and my mind just didn't feel great. It felt kind of numb. My ADHD felt like it was getting in the way of things again, and and also, I think the weirdest thing for me was I had a harder time controlling my emotions, which was so odd and just so unlike me. I'm usually very even keel, and I literally went to the doctor because of it. I was like, all right, something's got to be wrong. Like, what am I eating? What are my, how are my hormones looking? Like, you know, I really thought it was something physical. Um, and basically the podcast remained on hiatus because it felt very challenging to come on here and preach all of these amazing mindset strategies. When for once in my life, I was having trouble using them myself, you know? And so the good news is I'm feeling so, so, so much better now for no particular reason other than I've been practicing the techniques that I preach and slowly as hell, let me tell you, um, you know, I've seen major improvement. That's all I could do was like take it one day at a time. And by the way, this isn't the revelation I had. We're getting there. Um, I just want to give you some context of like how I was feeling and all of that. So, yes, I'm feeling a lot, lot better now. Not 100% all the time and certainly not exactly how I felt before all of this. But I've at least stopped being angry at the world. Like, I swear, I was like, why me? Everything was going so well. Why did it have to crumble? Like, (laughs) I felt like I was doing everything I've ever said not to do. But that's how crazy this felt. Me, Adrian Finch, preacher of positive self-talk, master manifester, right? Was feeling, I was feeling so sorry for myself. I was like blaming every external factor I possibly could. I was thinking, how is life so unfair? Blah, 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 blah. But day by day, I got a little better at quieting those thoughts. Like, finally, it felt impossible at first, um, but I slowly but surely, you know, felt better at quieting them until finally I found kind of acceptance in the fact that no, I am not who I was 18 months ago. I'm different, things are different. Um, And that may have been one of the best periods of time in my life back then, right? You know, before this funk, like maybe I I felt the healthiest, I felt the happiest, the most confident, the most successful. I was peaking, if you will. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But really, that's what it felt like. Everything was just great. And maybe I wish that period lasted a lot longer than it had. But what I realized is it just doesn't work that way. And I thought it would but it doesn't. Like life is literally always changing. You are always changing. Your tastes are changing. Your desires are changing. And the sooner we learn that lesson, like I feel like I just did, the quicker you can stop being hard on yourself and start embracing those changes, right? And not viewing yourself or your circumstance as bad or you know worse than it used to be, but just different. Like my circumstance, Now is different than it was 18 months ago, which is different than it was before the pandemic, whatever. We literally call that the ebbs and flows of life for a reason, right? There will be highs and there will be lows. And if you were in a high and now you're in a low, you will get to a high again. That's the good news. You know that that's the cycle and you know that that's how it works. Um, You just have to accept the new normal and kind of ride it out and not live in fear that it won't come back which I know is a lot easier said than done. I definitely tried for months to accept that, but I just kept getting angry and not truly believing things would get better. That's how I knew I was screwed. I was like, okay, I'm not even believing these things anymore. Like that's that's an issue because you guys know you have to believe that things will change. You have to know that's such a vital step is truly believing that you can achieve that or, you know, get back to that. So I knew you know, I had to believe that everything would get better in order for it to get better. But I just wasn't buying it. (laughs) I was like literally starting to change my own view of myself. I used to love that I knew exactly who I was, right? Like I knew that I was a happy, positive person. I knew and felt confident that I could handle any challenge or situation or emotion that I felt. But then after enough times of like not feeling that way in those moments and not being able to handle it and feeling emotionally charged or just whatever it was... I literally started to believe that I no longer could. I was like telling myself that I'm not a positive, stable person anymore. You know, I sure haven't been acting like it, so I must not be, right? And it's not even our fault for doing that. Like, we are literally wired as human beings to look for patterns and adapt and, you know, create habits and beliefs and rules because our brains are always trying to be as efficient as possible. So, it makes sense that we do this we're trying to make sense of patterns that are happening but it's not good sometimes so not only was i feeling you know mentally unstable i was feeling negative i was just unable to control my emotions but then on top of that the narrative i was telling myself about what that all meant about who i am was only making it become more and more true. So I was experiencing these things, but then more importantly, I was telling myself that those things I was experiencing meant something. Meant something about who I was, meant something about, you know, what I'm capable of. And that's just frankly not true, but we'll get there. Um so I was just, you know, me saying that was making it more and more true because thoughts do become things. What we believe becomes our reality. That's not a joke. That is quite real. So When we start truly telling ourselves these things or when enough people tell us things about ourselves and we start to believe it, that becomes your true, true identity. Like that becomes not just what you believe, but who you are and what you embody. It becomes your identity and you have the opportunity to change that narrative. You have the opportunity to not make those things, you know, mean something about yourself that's not true or that you don't want to be true. And that's kind of why we talk about like, you know, these negative feedback loops or positive feedback loops. Like if one little tiny bad thing happens to you and you kind of like lean into that or accidentally, you know, let it get to you or whatever, it suddenly feels like a hundred more bad things are happening. And it's sort of this loop, like this spiral, it exponentially just gets worse and worse. And on the flip side, if one little good thing happens, you kind of see that glimmer of hope like, oh, yeah, you got like that little taste that something felt good. And suddenly, if you lean into that, you notice all these other good things and there's this ripple effect. And really, it's not that any worse or better things are necessarily happening. It's the way that you're perceiving everything. You're, you had something good happen, so now you're viewing, you know, you're looking for all the other good things that are happening instead of dwelling on the negative thing. And, and what I had experienced was once something negative happened, my brain was just almost like searching for more negative. It was like, oh, what's the next thing going to be? Like, oh, yeah, like, of course this would happen to me. You know, you start literally believing, like, that these patterns are just out of your control and, like, it's inevitable, but we obviously know and especially I know because I've been teaching and preaching this forever that like we cannot get stuck in that mindset because it will be true that is literally what's going to happen if you keep manifesting that into your life you are you are literally asking for more bad things to happen so it was just so so hard to make that transition into like viewing the positive things but once one little good thing happened and I could just latch to that, suddenly everything else slowly started to just dissipate and just, you know, I started seeing more of the good. So that was awesome. Okay, I'm also starting to realize this episode maybe has multiple revelations in it <laughs> instead of just the one that I uh, was planning on talking about because I'm still not to that main part yet that inspired me to make this episode, but... This truly is what I experienced along the way and talking about it right, right now makes me realize how important actually each of those lessons has been. So, so basically lesson number one was that things will ebb and flow and keep changing forever. And the only way to stay happy and fulfilled and content in life is to accept that. You cannot fight that. And I think I was so stuck just thinking that like I had finally gotten to this pinnacle of life. Like I was feeling good. I was creating new habits. I was rewiring my brain. I had good relationships. I liked how I looked. I was healthy. I was working out. I was disciplined. I was waking up early. Like all these good things. I thought, oh my gosh, this is the life. I've made it. This is amazing. I finally got here. It took me, you know, 20, however many years of just not fully being perfectly happy of having health issues and allergies and not like being in shape and struggling to go to the gym and not liking my job, like all these things. And I felt like I finally had reached this, this end of like, yes, I'm here now. I feel freedom. I feel peace. Right. So then imagine that's the freedom and clarity and peace and happiness I felt and then you just take that away all of a sudden. Like, no wonder I was pissed. I was like, I finally felt so, so, so good in so many aspects of my life. And now I just have to not again? Are you kidding me? Like, that's how, that's truly how I felt. And so, you know, it makes sense that I felt that way. So I guess th- this lesson that I really just had to learn was that that's always how it's going to be though. Like you're not going to stay in that certain state of your life forever. You may not even stay in it for more than a year. You may stay in it for 10 years. Like you don't know, it might be a month, a year, 10 years. You are always going to be changing. And the only way to be okay and happy and all of it is to accept that, to be like, all right, things always change. So bring it on. Right. And I think, you know, for everyone, this is true. And I just want to add randomly that for women especially, I think that's something that I've really come to terms with is that not only are humans always changing and growing and all of that, but being a woman and realizing literally the fluctuation of our hormones as we age, as we get, you know, closer to baby making time or if we are pregnant or if we have a child, like the composition of our bodies as females, the hormones and how that affects our moods, our happiness, our appetite, our how our bodies look, it is literally always changing. And like on the one hand, I kind of hate that. But guess what? It's true. So like I can either sit around hating that and being mad and just like fighting like I was before, or I can just decide to accept that because it's literally not going to change. Like I will continue to always change. And so if I can just be like, well, I think I need to just reach a point of acceptance that I'm a woman and my body and my mind and everything about me is going to constantly be changing and that's that's what life is I guess, you know. So lesson 1, things ebb and flow, they'll always change and the only way to stay happy is to accept that. Another way that I've liked to think about this all is kind of like that it's comparable to a breakup that you didn't want. Maybe before the breakup, you felt stable or comfortable or in a routine. And now you're having to envision your new life without any of that. You're literally navigating a new normal. And sometimes all you want is to just go back. Um, But you can't, right, because you broke up. But if you think back to maybe your first very first breakup ever, or rather the first time you were ever in love. I don't know if you experienced this, but for me, I literally, when I first fell in love and I had this relationship, I was like super young. I was 15, but, but it was real love. Okay, it was. But because that was my first time experiencing that, like you literally cannot picture ever, 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 ever feeling the way that you do about this person about somebody else. You feel this crazy new foreign amazing feeling and you're truly convinced that there's no possible way you'd ever feel that way about someone else. Because you haven't yet. And you're like, what? No, there is no way. There's no way. But then once you go through that first breakup and once you feel genuinely over the feelings you once had, you're like, holy shit. Wait, it worked. Wait, what? You like think back to, you know, feeling so in love and like what that feeling felt like. And then it's not there anymore. And you're like, that is such a trippy feeling that like at one point you just loved this person and now you don't. And you remember feeling like you'd never be okay if you broke up. And then here you are, you're okay. And hopefully, if this has happened to you, and what, what has happened to me is that this lesson, like hopefully this lesson helps you understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Whether that's not feeling sad anymore or whether that's finding love with someone else, these are things that you didn't you used to, you know, not think was possible at all, but now you've witnessed it happening firsthand. So the idea and hope is that next time we're in that shitty situation, we can remember that and remind ourselves that, hey, it will be okay. We know it will be because it literally has been, and it has been every single time. And honestly, noticing patterns like that have really, really helped me. Like I went through a breakup a couple years ago, maybe like three years ago, And I remember being super sad, but I remember for the first time just kind of intellectualizing it. I was so sad, but I was like, Adrian, you know why you're sad. And you also know that you're not going to be sad forever. You've done this like six times now. It ain't your first rodeo. (laughs) Like, and it actually really helped me because I just kind of accepted that like I was going to be sad for a while and it was going to feel shitty, but that it is just not the end of the world. Like I just only time is going to make it better. Like one day I just won't be sad anymore. And lo and behold, that happened. Like sometimes it takes a little bit of time sometimes it takes a long time but either way when you've experienced it before you just you just know that it's going to be okay and you have to like tap into that in those moments Um. so the same thing you know this is why i use the breakup analogy is that same thing when you're going through like personal hardships or changes when you're stuck in that rut of what you don't like or you feel like you're different and everything sucks It's hard to believe that it ever won't suck. We think we need it to go back to exactly how it was or else we can't be as happy as we were, right? But the truth is that we can be as happy or even happier, even as a different person in a different state of mind with a different circumstance, we can be that happy or even happier. We're going to keep changing forever. And if we can accept that there really won't ever be this one normal that sticks, then we can be so much happier. So that is something that I had to learn. Oh my goodness. Now, the second lesson, which I'm not even going to dwell on because you guys know already, is that the key ingredient for any of this to work is that you have to believe it's possible. Fake it till you make it if you don't, right? I was really starting to believe that I was just this negative, unstable person now. Like, oh, well, that gone are the days where I was cool and positive and whatever. But very slowly, I reminded myself that, If I changed once, I can change again. I can get back to that. Or more importantly, I can get close to that. I may never actually be the same because I have grown. I have changed. But I can achieve the same confidence and happiness and fulfillment with my life as I did then. It just may look a little different, and that's okay. I also want to emphasize that I keep saying the term like changed, like I changed, but I also want to like remind you that you are who you are at your core. So me, like, like I was telling myself that I had changed, but really I hadn't changed. I'm the same person. I'm the same person with the same skills, with the same, you know, positive outlook. I am who I am. I just was in a period of time where I was not feeling that way. I was not feeling like I was, and I was not necessarily acting like I was, but So I'm saying, yes, things will always change. We will change. But also it's up. Well, okay, I'll get actually to that in a second, because it's about, though, you creating a bigger belief than really what it is. Right. So like we are going through changes. We are growing and evolving. But if you are who you are at your core and that's who you want to be, then you will be that if you don't like who you are at your core and you want to change who you are, you can do that, too. Okay, so. Finally, all of this led to the bigger revelation I had, which had to do with asking for help, how important it is to ask for help, how beneficial it is to ask for help. And for me, reminding myself that asking for help does not mean I failed or that I'm broken or that I'm weak. So here's kind of what happened. Throughout this sort of rut period I was having, um, or actually even way before that, when I was feeling very good still. And, and just kind of going through the typical, like growing up stuff. Um, back then I had thought about how beneficial it would be to go to therapy. A lot of my friends were doing it. And even though I didn't have like a specific problem per se, I figured I'm at a point in my life where there are a lot of changes. People are getting married and having kids, which by the way, are two things that I've never quite been sure if I wanted, but always figured I would eventually once I got older. Well, now I am older and I'm still confused. So <laughs> I figured like, Oh, I can't picture any of that because I don't have a partner right now. So it's hard to legitimately visualize. Well, then I found a partner and someone I truly believe might be the one for me for life. So for a second there, I was starting to be kind of less afraid of like marriage and commitment and the idea that we're actually in that stage of life and not children anymore. Like I was sort of resisting that and I started feeling a little bit more okay about that. But then that only lasted a little before I was like, wait a minute. No, I don't. Anyway, long story short, I figured going to therapy would be good to kind of like talk through those things and this transition into adulthood and some of the things that I question about the world and society and my life. And there's all this stuff to unpack as to why I feel even the way that I do and why I question things. Um, So I wanted to go to therapy. I thought it'd be great. I never jumped on it, not for any reason other than it just wasn't at the top of my priority list. So I kept kind of forgetting about it and just not doing it. But then fast forward to the last year and a half when I was actually struggling in a new and super annoying way, actually. And you'd think, hey, Adrian, perfect time to actually go to therapy now. You kind of need it, right? And yet all of a sudden, my attitude had completely flipped and I did not want to go to therapy. I did not want to do it. So basically... I am the world's biggest hypocrite, and this is all going to lead to kind of this (laughs) revelation that I had. Um, The reason I say I'm the world's biggest hypocrite is, first of all, I had already been very interested in going to therapy before shit hit the fan, so what gives there? I don't know. And secondly, my parents, if you didn't know, my parents are psychologists. So I grew up talking about mental health literally all the time. I know firsthand that going to therapy can change your life, all the good things. Like I've never had kind of the stigma around therapy or mental health that a lot of people I know experienced or had or were taught or whatever. And yet I completely refuse to go myself. And of course, everyone's saying, like, go to therapy, go to therapy. My friends go. My parents encouraged it. And I was like, no way. No. (laughs) What? And so why didn't I want to? I think kind of a number of reasons. Um, Maybe I felt kind of like it was silly to pay for something that I can get from my parents for free. I would call them all the time. They would help me with my issues, things like that. Um, And another thing was maybe I didn't want to have to start from scratch explaining my entire life to someone like an absolute stranger who doesn't know me like maybe that would just be tedious and annoying and again like my parents already know me and they're psychologists and I can call them but most of all in reflecting I think more than any of that I think I didn't want to ask for help because that would mean that I lost my ability to handle it myself I no longer can regulate these things myself. I no longer feel equipped to handle life's challenges. Something I loved so much about myself before was that I felt like I could. I was strong and capable and, you know, mentally tough and like just so I loved going through a challenge and just coming out the other end and being so proud of myself. And I felt no longer capable of that. And to the point where I'm, you know, telling myself like I am no longer capable, so I need someone else to help do it for me? Absolutely not, right? (laughs) To me, that had meant I had failed, or that's what I was telling myself, which we've now realized is not a healthy or accurate narrative at all, but I truly felt that way, like truly. And by the way, feelings are always valid, okay? Your feelings are never wrong. So like, this is not that we need to beat ourselves up for feeling certain ways that sound you know, irrational and dumb and not true. You don't need to do that. Like how you feel is how you feel. But what you do with that feeling is up to you. So whether you choose to deem the feeling fact and true and believe that it's indicative of who you are, that's up to you. So I didn't want to ask for help, right? I didn't want to go to therapy because I was in such a low point that I I let my emotions get the best of me and I let myself think and believe that asking for help would mean I have failed and that I have changed, like that I am different and I can no longer do this. Um, I thought it was true, like I'm not who I was before. But that's literally absurd, and you know why? Because asking for help is the probably sole best thing a person can do. There are so many benefits to asking for help in any category. Like, you can learn new skills, you can connect with people, you'll learn to be okay with vulnerability, you'll strengthen your ability to deal with rejection, it helps you develop a mature mindset. I mean, the science is there. There are so, so, so many reasons why teaching your kids to be okay to ask for help and for you yourself to be okay asking for help is so beneficial. It's basically the best thing you can do. And also, here's the other part about it. I, Adrian Finch, do it. Every single day I ask for help. In every other aspect of my life, I ask for help when it comes to my business, when it comes to my finances, when it comes to exercising, when it comes to learning any new skill. I've never in my life been too proud to ask for help because in order to be the best that you can be, you have to look outside yourself sometimes. You have to let people in. You don't want to be the smartest in the room. You want to be able to learn from someone else who's even smarter than you. You want to be able to put your ego aside and not be the best and not have to be the best. And asking for help is what gets you there. Asking for help is what got me into the college I wanted. Asking for help is what got me internships that thousands of people applied for. Asking for help is what allowed me to build a business confidently. So why on earth was I all of a sudden acting like talking to someone who knows more than me about the psyche and could give me legitimate advice and strategies and techniques to feel better and literally live better? Why was I suddenly acting like that was not the exact same thing, but in fact was the end of the world? Like, how? Why? I made up that belief. I decided that going to therapy would mean that. No one else said that. No one else believed that that was true. I told myself that was true. So it became true. Until one day, I literally sat there fantasizing about feeling myself again, happy with purpose, like feeling excited for things. And that visualization made me actually, you know, feel it a little. Because when you really visualize something, you can almost embody that feeling. Like, what what does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? Right? And feeling it a little was like, I all of a sudden was hit by a train and I thought, duh, you dummy. Don't you want to feel like that again all the time? Don't you? Well, obviously the answer is yes. Then why on earth wouldn't you do something that historically, statistically helps people do exactly that? every single day? What benefit would I get from not trying? Nothing. Trying and failing would be better than not trying at all. It's cliche for a reason, because it's very true. So that was kind of the third lesson or the revelation, which honestly was a lesson I already knew. Ask for help. Do it. Put your ego aside and be okay to ask people for help as much as you can all the time. Right? But the revelation was just kind of that, like, I was treating this situation different. I was letting something like therapy, I was literally letting the negative stigma that therapy and mental health topics can have, I was letting that be true, which is so silly because my entire life it's never been true. My whole life, mental health has been something that's been normalized and talked about. I advocate for mental health awareness and for people to talk more about what they're struggling with and ask for help and go get help. So what the heck was going on in my mind to make me think this was any different? So all it took was kind of a little snapback reality that like I'm being absolutely silly right now. So I just wanted to share all of that with you. It was kind of a lot, but very just real what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling. I would really love your thoughts on this and just if you could relate to any of it. Um, you know, it's always so nice to hear that and not for the validation, but just, you know, it feels good to get it out and it feels so good to know that you're not alone. So I feel good knowing I'm not alone either. When people message me and say they've experienced similar things or that what I said helped them, like that helps me to know that I'm not the only one going through this kind of stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm glad you guys let me be honest and vulnerable with you guys and that, you know, another thing I think that people commonly believe or worry about is that as a teacher, as a voice of authority in, you know, in a certain field, that you showing weakness is just not okay. You know, that if I'm sitting here teaching you guys how to have a positive mindset and how to create and live your dream life and be successful and be emotionally, you know, regulatory, like, if I'm teaching you those things, then I can never be vulnerable and talk about my own struggles with it. But that's just not true. That's something we need to like break the stigma on right now is that I think if anything, it makes that person more real. It makes it seem like, oh, you've actually gone through these things and you've utilized your own techniques and now you are on the other side or whatever. Like, I just think we all need to get away from the belief that we cannot show our weakness or we won't be taken seriously because, frankly, if somebody is listening to this and they think they now can't trust the techniques that I give because I went through a funk and I had a negative mindset for, you know, a few months, then that's ridiculous. Like, that's that's their problem for believing that, you know? So, yes, that's all I wanted to say. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for being here, and I just – I love – this platform. I love being able to talk about these things. As always, give me any episode recommendations, topics, people you'd want me to interview. um, Go over on Instagram to leave me any of that at self-made mastery pod. And without further ado, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye Bye